there is any group of people who are hard on themselves, it is homeschool moms. We take this job of homeschooling our kids very seriously. And so we're really tough on our kids' teacher, and it just happens to be us. So today we're going to talk about how we can give ourselves a little bit of grace when homeschooling and where that grace actually comes from. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to a new season and episode 12 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Misty Winkler, and we're going to be talking all about her new book, The Convivial Homeschooler, and about giving yourself a little grace as a homeschool mom. Misty Winkler is a second-generation homeschool mom of five who blogs at simplyconvivial.com. Her new book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids, is an Amazon number one new release in Christian homeschooling, and it is now available online. Misty, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pam. So good to be here. Uh, I am so glad that you are here. I just have to tell you, I'm so proud of you for publishing your book. That is awesome. And it looks wonderful. So let's talk a little bit today about grace for homeschool moms. Why do you think homeschool moms are so hard on themselves? Well, I think we recognize what a big job homeschooling is. Raising our kids and parenting them is a big job in and of itself. But then when we also take on the responsibility of giving them their educations, <laughs> we are in charge then of planning and doing their whole life for a lot of their years. And that's overwhelming. It's like, first you have to feed them and clothe them and parent to them. And then on top of that, we're educating them also. And it just is a lot. So it's so easy to focus on what doesn't get done in that scenario where we're doing all those pieces. And so it's, it's so easy to get discouraged because there's a lot that we don't get done every day. And usually it's different things every day. And so there's always something new to feel bad about. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And I, I think you're totally right. It's that idea that we are responsible for everything. We can't blame the school down the road when we are the school <laughs> down the road. Well, how do moms keep sight of the goal of their homeschool, which is, of course, raising children who are productive members of society, virtuous members of society? How do they do that without falling into kind of this temptation of perfectionism, because I know, I mean, one of the reasons I like to homeschool is because I like to control things and I struggle with that. How do I keep from being a perfectionist about all of this? It is such a struggle. And we do, when we, when we see how big of a job that is homeschooling and raising our kids for so many years of their life and so many years of our life, we want to make that outcome happen. We, we have the vision, we get the vision, we have results that we want to accomplish. And when we put our sight, our happiness, even on a result that's in the future, and we don't see it happening now, we get discouraged. We try more strategies. We try more controlling 
sorts of tactics because we're trying to get ourselves and our kids to certain results. And it doesn't, it often does not look like it's happening in the middle (laughs) of, you know, homeschooling. It doesn't look like it's happening in the middle of a homeschool day. It doesn't look like the 12 year old is ever going to be a responsible adult. <laughs> you know, the, the messy middle is real. When we try keeping our sight on a vision, I think it ends up sometimes backfiring in a way because we are trying to make that future outcome happen now, yeah. or we want to see more results sooner than is realistic. When we talk about making a vision in like playing your year, when we talk about having a vision for your homeschool, one of the things we warn moms against is your vision of your homeschool is not what you want your child to be 20 years down the road. It's really about the atmosphere of the day-to-day in your home, because that's where you have way more control than Mm -hmm. how your kid is going to turn out, you know? And that homeschool day is going to affect the future (laughs) relationship and outcome way more than, you know, whether or not the math program happened. And so that's in the convivial homeschool. I focus so much more on how we as a homeschool mom are handling the various situations that come up on normal homeschool days, like finding out that your kid was cheating on math. Like that's a real thing that happens to most homeschool moms at some point or other with some kid or other, you know, how do you handle that? And the way that you actually go about handling that is a big part of how you're homeschooling, because those are the moments that are kind of parenting and educating fused together that have the biggest impact in your children's life. But then those are the situations that end up bringing the most growth in our own lives as homeschool moms. So the big point of the convivial homeschool is seeing our homeschool days as God working in our lives for our sanctification, instead of something that we're trying to accomplish and make other people do and make happen. The day is God working in us. And when we can see that happening, it helps us calm down. I think it helps us to recognize that God's in control when we aren't, and he works good through messy situations. Yeah. You know, and it's tough because for a lot of us, it is tough to give up that control, but then it's also good because, you know, Mm -hmm. the final outcome doesn't depend completely on us. All we can do is what we can do. All we can do is our part, what we're supposed to be faithful to. So it does, it does kind of, for me, takes a little bit of that pressure off of me. You know, all I can do is my best. I noticed a, a while ago, I started noticing every older homeschool mom who's graduated all of her kids, none of them ever take the credit. They all will talk about things that are not, well, I did it this way and that worked. And I did this and it worked. And I realized that as a, you know, middle grade homeschool mom, I would, what I wanted them to say was, this is what worked. And then I would do that. Yeah. And none of them would ever say that. And it finally dawned on me, you know, as I started getting a graduate, like, oh, it's because it wasn't me. Maybe that's the lesson that I was supposed to be learning this whole time. I think a lot of times we, we really want somebody to just tell us what to do. That's going to work. And that's just not the way it's not the way life is. It's not the way homeschooling is. 
Well, let's talk about the book is divided into three parts, the guilt, grace, and gratitude. So why did you divide it that way? And what's the goal of each section? Well, it is gospel encouragement. So I wanted to keep it all very Christ-centered and focused on really the work that God is doing in our lives. God's will for us is our sanctification. And that's the whole point. And so guilt, grace, gratitude is kind of a, a shorthand that is used to describe the Heidelberg Catechism, which is one of the creeds of my church. And it's a summary of a way to present the gospel. So you have to start with the bad news, the guilt that we all, you know, we all actually are sinful and we should call sin, sin and start with the bad news. And then you have the good news and the good news produces, the good news is grace. And it's God's grace given to us freely. And then because of that grace, we can respond in gratitude. That's the proper response to receiving grace. So it starts with the need to repent, the reason why we can rejoice, and then our actions after that, which go on repeat. So it it corresponds to repent, rejoice, repeat as well, which is one of the things I like to say. And, you know, just... These are short readings. There are 30 readings in there. They could be done one a day over the course of a month. They could be done one a week for a little bit Mm -hmm. deeper study through the course of a school year. What do you say to homeschool moms who are really struggling with backing away from some of that perfectionism and that need to be controlled, controlling, and, you know, who are seeking that grace? What would you say? to her. You know, one of the first steps that I always encourage people to do, and it does, it usually seems counterintuitive, but it's to brain dump. And just because it helps us clear our heads and recognize what's actually going on in our heads, because we all have similar struggles, but often for different reasons and different situations. And so when we just write things down and put things in words on paper where we can see them, it helps us even recognize what's giving on and recognize maybe some unrealistic expectations or our guilt that we are feeling. And then we can, looking at those words on paper, you think, okay, is this guilt like real guilt that I need to repent of and ask God's forgiveness for? And then that's the way to actually get rid of it. Or is this fake guilt? You know, this is not something I should feel guilty for. This is just life. And then I can get rid of it through gratitude you know, find something to be grateful for and change that complaining, feeling bad into rejoicing. It's a way to kind of process through what's actually going on in our hearts and minds. So getting everything out. And I think that the reflection questions that you have in the book are a wonderful way to do that kind of brain dumping or journaling exercise. We could even call it a journaling exercise and and open the doors to that grace that we really, really, you know, we have to be open to that grace. <laughs> and so once, once we get open to that grace, then it can come in and, and really start working in our lives. And I think change our homeschools. So you can find the book on Amazon. It is available on amazon.com. Uh, and then also our community at the Your Morning Basket community is doing a book study for homeschool moms through the book. And they started in January. So you could find that. And I'll include links to all of that in the description and the show notes for this. And it's the Convivial Homeschool Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. Misty, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much, Pam. 
And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to Misty's book, website, or any other resources that we chatted about today, you can find those on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH12. Thanks so much for joining us here today. We'll be back next week to talk with Jen McKinnon from Practical by Default. Jen and I are going to be chatting all about how to work and homeschool at the same time. Not exactly at the same time, but to juggle both of those things at the same time. So we hope you join us then. Until then, keep on homeschooling.